Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my Rock and Arm Merch co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's usually a new discography per episode, except for these EAE singles episodes, where we cover uh, typically a more recent one album. That's yes. much easier and more relevant and current. And uh, what, 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 what will we be talking about today? We'll be discussing the new album by Big Brave, and that is Nature Morte. I think it's Nature Mort. Mort? I think. Ah. I think it's, I it's f- French, right? Because they're I Canadian? F- yeah. I think it's Nature. Uh, yeah, I fumbled nature. that one. I, does, I don't know. Does it matter? If they were yeah. Italian, I think it would be Morte. I don't you know. I don't speak any of the languages. So I'm just going to shut uh, up. The fucking accent I goo. Actually, that's why it's Mort. Because if it had the little accent, it would be Morte. Mike is. I remember more, my French now. More knowledgeable in these things than I am. I did take a year of it in college. I didn't. I never knew this. I had to. I didn't want to. But I, I, I did have to. It pays off in this podcast sometimes. Look at that. My entire degree is going to work now. Yes. Uh, Big Brave. This is a band that we've talked about in several year-end episodes. Mm-hmm. It's a band we both like. Yes. And this album is new. Yes, this, um, you know, for those who don't know, Big Brave is a uh, uh, a heavy band. Very, very. Probably mixes up some some post-rock if you want to. Some post-rock, some doom metal, some sludge. Yeah, and uh, I w- was introduced to that on their album. Uh, I know, it. I got it right, this one, right? Yes, like- The Gaze Among Them, and I was just blown away by that. And uh, and this one is uh, p- perhaps their most punishing album to date. 100%. Definitely okay. is. Uh, G- uh, Gaze Among Them was my introduction as well. It, it was on my 2019 year-end list mm-hmm. uh, because you showed it to me. And I was like, oh, this is, this is, I love this band. I mean, just giant heavy sludge with uh, really cool female vocals. Which, uh, it's getting more common now, but at the time it wasn't quite as common. Yeah. And even hers are still um, unique. Yeah, they're still good. Um, like, I know her vocals over, like, they stand out to me. She has a thing that she does. Uh, Robin, what's a fucking, Robin Waddy? Waddy? Waddy. Waddy. They're, they're French Canadians, and I, mm-hmm. well, never mind. It doesn't matter. Well, no, it does, because uh, the guitarist is Matthew, but it's spelled Matthew with, like, I-E-U. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, very distinct voice. But that album, I love that album uh, a lot. And then... The following year, not the following year, in 2021, they put out two records. One of them was a split. Um, I forget with who. With the body. Was it? Is it? Yeah, the body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't, I wasn't, it was, uh, I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. It was more like, I, if I'm not misremembering, I think it was like more on the experimental yeah. um, ambient side. And then Vital was like their main album. And I, I just fucking took a dump all over it in our 2021 year year end episode uh it wasn't i mean like uh, how i felt about that was just like you put it on and it's like yes fucking yes Mm -hmm. it's just pummeling you and then halfway through the album you're like they're only playing one note and Mm -hmm. then at the end of the album like they played one note on the entire album just variations of one note which i have no problem with that usually uh Except when all the songs feel the same. Yeah. Which it, I think on that album, it uh, they did. Mike likes the one song, doesn't like the one song uh, four, four times over, six times over. Yeah, because like I was thinking about, because this album, 
Uh, it's an extension of that. There's there's maybe like two total notes on the mm-hmm. on the whole album, but. I was like, then why do I like early swans? There's like no notes. Yeah. It's because the songs feel completely different. Like mm-hmm. you go to filth and then each song feels like a different thing, even though there's technically not even any real melodies or notes or riffs on it. In a lot of ways to me, this does kind of feel like one long song. Yeah. Um, because some of these songs, you know, you have the, the, the more like, soundscape parts yeah real moody real atmospheric yeah and then it'll eventually come around and kick your dick in the dirt again Mm -hmm. great opener oh yeah Um, carvers farmers and knaves that right there i was like this is for sure their like loudest oh yeah heaviest song um this is actually a quite quite a punishing album like it's really it's probably their heavy i mean i haven't heard uh their earlier albums but Yeah, I tried to get ahead of this one and get my notes out of the way a long time ago, but the first listing just like beat me down so much. I was like, I can't, I can't take notes during this. <laughs> it was so like it actually bummed you out the way like uh, any, any kind of doom metal band would. I yeah, guess maybe bummed out, maybe just like really like oh like overwhelmed, not in a bad way, but mm-hmm. like. Uh, how do you even how do you even talk about like I it's so much on the first listen? I was trying to I was jumping back and forth with like how to, again how to how to actually describe these songs because most of it's like that's that's pounding it's uh, it's really heavy and loud. One impressive fucking thing about this band mm-hmm. that I I didn't even realize until like a couple days ago. There's no bass player. Just I didn't know that either. Two guitar players. Those are two guitars, and you are not missing any low end here no no that's uh probably smart not having a, a bass player maybe but like i was i was thinking when listening to this uh like how much more i would love this if it were live mm-hmm. because when you're live like big giant heavy just it, it just you feel it and it's yeah. like you just kind of almost get hypnotized by it I mean, but on, a, on an album it gets it gets old because mm-hmm. we've heard, I don't know, something, there's something about an album has to be extra good, whereas you can kind of get by with the intensity of a live performance when you're right in front of it. I think I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. Uh, the first time I saw Sun, I didn't know what Sun was or what they did. And after... Shout out to Tim from Silkworm. <laughs> yeah. After like 20 minutes, I was like, do this, doing the same shit. I'll, I'll give this like 10 more minutes yeah. then I'm leaving. And I kept saying 10 more minutes uh-huh. until it was over to prove your point. It's, it's something, there's something mesmerizing about it. Yeah. It just, cause it, I don't know. You literally feel it. I don't just mean like, like a, a, a sure, super spiritual thing. Like, like shaking. Exactly. Yeah. You feel the bass and the heaviness and the, the, the drones. It so feels so. good. It feels yeah. good. There was a, there was a story in uh, that Swans documentary. Uh, it was some, reporter music journalist guy saying he was he was at one of the more recent swan shows and at one point uh jira just starts fucking no music behind him just screaming into the mic like just over and over again just repeatedly just ah, just non-stop until he's like all right all right easy buddy and then he keeps going he's like this is kind of weird and then he keeps going he's like this is amazing and and then uh right when he, he gives his final scream they all come back together and jump right in at the same time it's like damn yeah that stuff like that's on a record 
that would be annoying as fuck. Would it, sure. would it not? Like, sure. Yeah. But something about a live, uh, live performance of it. But here, there's like several things that that I love about this brand that they think they do amazingly. But uh, as an album, I think I still like it like light years more than the last one. Uh, but there are moments where like, uh, I, I get the intention and I would like that live. But also Melvin's did this a lot better. Uh, I, I got that a few times on this album. I didn't really think about the Melvins. I couldn't not think about the Melvins on My Hope Renders Me a Fool. I was about to ask you about hung that bunny. one. Yeah, it's all, it's all Hung Bunny. It's, it's what Hung Bunny did amazingly. Because, yeah, I wrote, this is like one of the fewer bands where a track that almost clocks in at five minutes uh, is like... A f- I don't want to say filler track. It, it kind of, it almost it, is. It is. It's yeah. like a transition song. That's it, almost five fucking minutes. It, and it's, uh, so it's like the, basically the whole song, save for the outro is the, like the intro to hung bunny, except with only two notes mm-hmm. where hung bunny had this incredible evil fucking riff. This is just two notes with a bunch of feedback for like three minutes. And then it cuts into this really, really cool, uh, instrumental, uh, it's all instrumental, but this really cool um, solo guitar. And it's like, oh, we don't really hear them doing pretty arpeggios, or not arpeggios, yeah. but like, you know, like just more atmospheric m- melodies mm-hmm. in general. And there's two moments in the entire album where they go full pretty guitars. Yeah. I, I do think in a way, um, I hope renders me a fool is effective in setting up the next track the fable of oh subjugation subjugation because like the guitars are so like the opening ones i don't want to say they sound like wing chimes but almost like if you told the guitar player like play what wing chimes sound like yeah yeah there it's all super atmospheric yeah and that's that's one thing that i that i love about this album uh, I would say about the band in general, but they, I, I think that it's better on this album. Uh, some of the the up there and the, like the top best fucking feedback bands. Oh, for sure. I haven't heard a band do feedback this well in a, in a while. Well, it's like a newer band uh, in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Very fucking really tasteful use of feedback. Yes. Especially on uh, track two, the one who... Oh, Born's oh, a Weary Load? Yes. That is... Uh, when the fuzz and the feedback kicks in on that, I believe it's more towards the end. I, this mm-hmm. feels so fucking good. Gets insanely heavy. That song has really, really good build. But of course, it's fucking. I mean, most songs here are like nine minutes, but mm-hmm. that is one of them. All right. Before we keep running our stupid mouths, spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement disgusting but this year manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new beard hedger pro kit make sure you look your best this spring by using code eae to get 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com we love manscaped we've used manscaped we've been using them for a long time and if you're not a disgusting animal you will too it's time to tame your mane with the beard hedger pro kit the sun is peeking back out which means you have to show your face in the daylight again so use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of add-ons. It also comes with titanium coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, 
They need a single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Next, the kit has the liquid goods to make you feel good, starting with the beard shampoo and conditioner. You can't treat your beard like you treat your pubes, all right? That's why the kit has a special shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, and replenish your beard's natural oils to promote beard health. ProKit also has Manscaped's beard oil. The nutrient-infused oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while still adding a little shimmer and shine to liven up the look and cap it off with the Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, and moisturizes, bringing the amazing scent of fresh eucalyptus, rosemary, and lavender essential oils, the three most manly of all the oils. Not to mention the Beard Hedger Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So save 20% off and free shipping with code EAE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code EAE at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. All right, let's get back to it. So as much as I love Robin's voice, she doesn't got a lot of range <laughs> and she does the same thing on almost every song, not just on this album, but period. And the only problem I have with that is that it's in the same literal range of notes it's all in mostly the same key, an yeah. open fucking, what is it, a C or something, whatever the hell. Yeah. Uh, so it ends up, all the time her vocals come in, it just feels the same. She almost has more like an appropriate voice for like a uh, punk rock or like a riot girl band. It is that, snarly. Then, yeah, yeah this uh, a weird atmospheric drone metal band but also it's it's what makes them unique it makes so. it better it's it's i like it here uh i think it sounds great it's just the lack of variation and, and not only that a lot of times the only song quality quote unquote mm -hmm. is her vocal lines because the the rest of everything is just doing one note so her voice is what's making the melody and if it's always in the same fucking key it is especially with songs this long all back to back yeah it starts to wear on you yeah there are there are moments where it is her like screaming. The screaming does screaming sounds. I think yeah, leading to the screaming more too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely the most unhinged and wild she's ever sounded. Yeah, and uh, was it drum drummers? Um, Tacy Tacy Hudson. Uh, I feel like I'm pronouncing every single one of these names wrong, but uh, the drums are. Oh, it was produced, produced by Seth Manchester. No wonder it sounds so fucking good. Um, he's the guy who does all the linguist stuff. He does a lot of this mm, type I, of stuff. I was going to try to uh, avoid bringing her up because I feel like some of the like screaming over cacophony is, oh, right. uh, uh, you know, in the same vein, but not her style. But that makes sense that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, we all know how much I love lingo, but at least the, one of the main reasons I like the craziness or the harshness in that project is because it's separated by these insanely beautiful melodic sections mm -hmm. or songs. Uh, here, there isn't any, there isn't any of that. Like, there's no break from that. There's no, uh, the closest you get are like the really lengthy one or two note droney sections. Yeah. Uh, which end up just getting boring to me, which I, so, so it doesn't, work for me as a whole so much um but but with the drums they sound obviously great and they're really really pounding and one thing that this album does fucking great it it's like it rations the drums mm. it'll go a full 10 15 minutes straight with no drums it does it does go a while like a while um 
I noted that on going back to the fable of subjugation. Um, yeah, like it goes a while in that song. And then when the drums kick in, they are very like rhythmic, hypnotic, almost like Morris code. Like, yep. Yep. The, yeah. There's no uh, straight four, four beat type things yeah. there's no like waltzes it's just dung, dung. uh it's primal it's primal and it feels great uh, but it, the reason it feels better is because again that would get boring too after fucking oh, 10 sure. minutes but when they they go like, these long stretches without it and then it comes in it again like that maxell fucking tape commercial it oh yeah, blows yeah. your face back yeah picking and choosing is uh <laughs> The picking and choosing of their spots is is very cleverly done on this album. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. And then, yeah, the... Sorry. Uh, Parable of Trusting. Oh, right. Of yeah, Trusting, yeah. That one just, like... You think... You think you're, like, fatigued on the brutalness of the album, but that one's, like... Not yet. Not yet. It could still get you. I'd say I'm, I'm fatigued by the brutalness. Oh, by, by that okay. song. Okay. By that song, that's where I'm like, all right, you're hammering on one note for a long time, for nine fucking minutes. All right. Yeah. I got it. It's But here's the thing. It's like that song will still scratch any fucking heavy itch. Uh, it's still super satisfying and it still sounds really good. And the vocals are still in the same key, but they still sound good. Uh, you swap that out for any other song and then I like it. Okay. It's like it's just one song too many of that same fucking thing. Yeah. For uh, for me, still still work. Still still on it. Still <laughs> yeah. on it. Uh the cl- the closer um is the other moment of eerie guitars with mm-hmm. these really mournful vocals it was at the Ten of Swords. Um very similar to the outro of, you know, my hope. Um my hope renders me a fool. Uh, and it's the shortest song. It's three and a half minutes. And even the vocals are not like, I think there's lyrics, but they're really floaty and you can't really tell. Yeah. Um, it's more like howls. Would uh, you say they're done in a, a Coco Rosie type? I would never, ever <laughs> compare this band who I like <laughs> with that band <laughs> whom I do not like. Uh, I just always think of them being all mumbly and whispery. Oh, they did the baby talk though. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's a that's a bad memory. Like having Sorry. done that band, <laughs> it's, that's an interesting one because like the next request we have from the guy who requested Coca Rosie is not like that band. It's a much better band in my opinion. Said how to redeem himself. Indeed, uh, but. Yeah, it's a it's a good album. It will beat you into the dirt. It might make you feel like dirt. Mm-hmm. I would still say, and also maybe this because it was like the album I got into that, uh, you know, if you're new to this band, I would still start on With a, a, a gaze a, among them, a gaze among them, and then kind of explore everything else. I yeah, I I still think that's the best album of theirs I heard. Yeah, I mean I still I, again I have not gone back to the early ones because I suck. Yeah, Wait, have you heard the earlier ones? Yeah, I like um um, they're I feel like you know some bands are like working on their sound words like it's good, but then you know what they'll become, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel about their. <laughs> it is interesting reading the the band camp now about the. Uh, the themes of like dead nature. Oh yeah. That's what it's translated to. And all the, uh, you know, the words they use to pat out the song. Cause yeah, I guess maybe if I had known that's what it's meant, I would have thought about nature more during it. But, uh, 
It, d- it certainly does feel like a dying of things. These songs oh, absolutely feel like dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dying the album. <laughs> it, it, kind of. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I love what this is so much in this style of things. I just wish there were more notes. <laughs> like, yeah. that, honestly, I just crave riffs. I just crave something more to grab on. Because, like, bands like this or albums like this or whatever the fuck, where it's so focused on tone and feel and mood over the music itself or yeah. over the writing. Uh, I ha- I'm, I'm partial against that because, I mean, it's cool. And it's just a preference, I guess, because I've, no- I've met people who are like super music people, but they're all about the tone and the way it was recorded and how it's the whole sound is more so than have this, has this song been written before. Mm-hmm. I'm always on the side of, I've heard that song before. Like, I feel like I've, that's been written already. Uh, and with a, with an album full of variations of one note, it's hard to be like, all right, fucking give me something. Yeah. I guess also, uh, to like in comparison with like Hemsley, where that is another, three- or Hemsley. Yeah. Where like, that's another three piece and they got the riffs they got their they sure do they got the riffs they also have the big pounding drums yes they do uh, i don't know if it's a fair comparison but you know it's a simple one because like they're they're not night and day but i would i would brave is much heavier yeah i would i would love to see those two bands tour on each other because i've never seen big brave live and it's been a minute since i've seen helms yeah that would be very cool that would be a fucking awesome tour i i'm certain this band fucking absolutely rips live there's just no way yeah and one thing that i that made me kind of double take or second guess that was uh the fact that there's no bass like does it translate live like two just two guitars is will it feel as beefy as Mm -hmm. the records do like i hope i have i don't know I, I hope I feel like it would. I've seen, you know, I've seen Ohm and But Ohm has got a a base. <laughs> yes, yes, but this I guess I'm just bringing it up where it's like minimal amounts of people on it's stage right. and they still um br- still bring it. Yeah, yeah, fucking also, uh Also Boris is pretty fucking noisy. They got a base though. He's got the the bass slash oh yeah yeah one of those guitars that are like two guitars yeah yeah that's uh <laughs> probably bad for the lower back to carry that around all the time and of course big business obviously fucking yeah. huge. and then lightning bolt okay there's a lot of bands that can really rock not having a well no lightning bolt is a bass lightning bolt is a bass with a banjo string but there's no guitar and the same with big business is a bass but yeah and then you're not gonna like it and i've never seen them live but i've seen live footage i feel like the white stripes bring the ruckus live so really there's like chunk and low end to it yeah like i i have like a white stripes dvd that i enjoy watching from time to time have you seen them live I never got to see them live. Hmm. I'm, sh- I'm sure they have great sound guys. Cause I, I, I always think of um, a guy we know who had a two piece and every time I, I would see them, I was like, there's no bass. There's no like low end. There's no oomph. All I hear is a bunch of really crunchy notes. There's no, uh, like you, you, you miss it. Uh, so I always worry about that with guitar, with, with a thing when specifically when there's guitar, and no bass. Yeah. Specifically that, uh, because it's a thing where like you don't realize how important it is until it's gone. People mm-hmm. take bass for granted, uh, but it fucking 
It gives you that power, baby. Does matter. Yeah. Does matter. Absolutely. Unless you're a psycho like Mike and you figure out a way to turn your guitar into a bass. Yeah. Uh, it's still lacking, but it's it's <laughs> it's the best I can do at the moment. I guess overall, would you uh would you uh would you recommend this album? Oh yeah. I, I didn't even, I didn't really think about like this might actually still make it onto my year end list. Yeah. It's still very good. Yeah. So yeah, overall, you know, we Mike has his gripes about it. I have a few problems with it, but what, over, what are your problems with it? Uh, just, just, yeah, getting getting lost in the the ambiance. Mm -hmm. Not, not to the extent that it did for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I still think it's cool, but also, um, it's just like I know what the peak of this band is, and I'm not saying this isn't good, but like. Yes, still left me wanting a a little more. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like I th the riffage of a gaze among them with the brutality yeah. of this one would be my wet dream. And yeah, I just I kind of feel like an asshole saying that because like they recorded this album, and I don't ever want to be one of those people to be like, oh, I think a band should do this or a band. Should, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think a band should do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah, and what they think feels right. But uh, yeah, I still think this is a solid listen worth seeking out for for heavy music fans, especially those of the drone and screaming cacophonous things, doom style, Amenra kind of thing. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe you checked out our year end thing and you like Helms or you like Chat Pile. Yeah, this is very much uh, with those those groups. Just sludgier. Sludgier. I think I'd say the sludgiest of all of them. Yes, yes. Um, very, very unique sound though. If you're new to the band, and in that way, like we're spoiled too because it's like we we've been listening to them for a few years now. Yeah. But if you're brand new to this band, really unique sound. Um, great band that I'm rooting for. I do root for them, <clears throat> especially with uh with the feedback stuff because. Uh, you know, that's the thing I think is more taken for granted than, than almost anything else in rock mm -hmm. music is how to make good feedback or how mm -hmm. to make feedback cool and interesting. Like, I mean, no one needs to, to fucking suck the dicks of Nirvana more than they already do. But <laughs> Kirk Cobain was one of the kings of feedback. Oh, absolute kings of feedback. Radio friendly unit shifter is just a good example of how to Dude. Like it's basically a song, just the feedback intro. Yeah, in a way, like it does have some, dare I say, melody. Yeah, yeah. The, it's a and and this isn't like that. Not at all. But. No, but it, but it is like without the feedback, this is a boring album. That's For how sure. that's how important I think it is to the to the sound in general. For sure. I don't want a uh, unplugged version of it. Oh my god! Imagine that. <laughs> you Dude. know what? They're so talented. I think they would figure out a way to rework it. But as is, note for note, you don't want an unplugged. I'm gonna go ahead and say if you're gonna do this unplugged at a base. <laughs> yeah, for, you would need to sake. rework it a little bit. Yeah. Then again, that's what it's easy to say that, but then Melvin's pulled it off pretty fucking well. Yeah, really, Mike, really well. Mike loves that acoustic Melvin. Five legged dog, baby. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you, if you, yeah, heavy music fans, you, you, you simply does, it, it, especially with like, I don't know how many other albums coming out this year are going to be this fucking intense and pummeling. Uh, you know, rumor, rumor has it. We don't know the date yet. 
but Oxbow is Oxbow. You're right. It's on the horizon Oxbow's somewhere. On the horizon. So is Swans. Oh yeah, that's right. So it's going to uh, be a very dated episode when, when those are obviously come out. But never mind. It's going to be a good year. Check this one out too. Going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. Not going to be heavy, but you know, in uh, in a short amount of time, it'll feel like tomorrow. We got the Metallica album coming out. That's a different kind of heavy, but oh yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good year. And I think this yeah. has a strong chance of being on my year end list. Yeah, yeah, this is still a fucking good band. Great band. Uh, glad they exist. Uh, usually for a long while, I was like, nothing good comes out of Canada. Uh, these guys are from Canada. A lot of bad comes out of Canada. And by bad, I mean just like, huh? What? what, what? Okay. It's like more like Nickelback, not even paying attention to Yeah, just rush. <laughs> fucking stupid ass rush. No, I don't mind rush. I mean, Godspeed comes out of Canada. Oh, that's true. That's pretty, it's pretty good. Some 41. Really? Avril Lavigne. Really? Yeah. I don't know any of these. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. There's a lot of good that comes out of Canada. Bare, bare Naked Ladies. No Means No. DOA. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I never. I punk A lot of punk stuff, uh, I guess. I'm new to uh, No Means No. So We will cover them sometime in the future. Who knows when, but sometime also, in the future. Also, legitimately good artists from Canada. There's like this new wave of Canadian music I'm for uh, Backwash. Backwash is Canadian? Yeah. Uh, oh, but, shit. Uh, her family's from Nigeria. But they live in, she like grew up in Canada. You know, you can't even like mention Canada as like a, as a thing where like, it just seems so like easy to trick us. Like, oh yeah, they're from Canada. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, see, yeah. like, oh, cool. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's a bunch of good shit from Canada. I mean, we, we, we good, so I miss, <laughs> it's not like they're Boston. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that a great punk scene. <laughs> it's been a while since I've trashed the good people of Boston. Oh, I know. Uh, but yeah, check it out if you want. It's fucking rad. You should find a link to this full album in the description and do that, please. And thank you. Uh, thank you for hanging out and watching and listening and blah, blah, blah. If you want to hang out with us farther, further, please subscribe, leave comments, talk some shit to us if you want to do that. Uh, and you can uh, join the Patreon if you want to actually suggest some stuff for us. Um, if you if you join our the lowest tier or five dollar tier, you get to join the Discord, be a part of our community, and suggest our EAE singles episodes just like this one. Whatever album coming out this year you want to hear us talk about, throw it on there. We will probably cover it. Uh, and if you want to actually get us to do more, 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 and more, a full ass discography. That is our tier two, bigger than Jesus. That one takes us a lot longer. It's way more taxing and time consuming, and it's a whole it's a whole to do. Honestly, Mike has a legitimate real job that. <laughs> It takes up a lot of time. It does. So. <laughs> we had to postpone like four days or three days because I was uh, putting put, put in some overtime. Not that I Fucking wanted to, but. Little, little, uh, hold on. I want to get it right. Little TCB over here. Little TCB. Hey, little TCB. All right. You got to, you got to take, you got to take care of your business. Security. <laughs> Security. <laughs> if nobody, I, you know what? I should explain what that is. I should let people wonder what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> it's it's the Elvis movie. You should watch the Elvis movie. <laughs> <laughs> or just watch clips of it like I did. It's funnier that way. I've never seen the movie. I don't plan on watching the movie, but that one clip is phenomenal of Elvis <laughs> losing his shit to Tom Hanks on stage. <laughs> pretty good uh yeah yeah and there's also bonus episodes where you're putting some loose ends exclusively to there yeah only on patreon um 
yeah, and you get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we're covering next. It's all good stuff. So do that, please. And thank you. Follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Hell yes. Don't forget to check out our history guy, Tom Osman, who does a bunch for us, gets us interviews, fucking digs up a bunch of dirt on these brands. Uh, so you can find him at uh, TomOsmanSounds.com as well as the Substack, TomOsman.substack.com. As well, sorry, it's his latest album, his collaboration with existent, non-existent, uh, industrial state of mind. You can find links to all that in the description. Significantly improves the quality of this podcast for you guys. Insane. Insane how much he does. Like, insane. We would just skirt by on Wikipedia stuff. And like, what if I knew the band or you knew the band, we would like pull out shit out of our memories. Now we have I, quotes. I, I used to work a lot harder on this podcast. Now I can, I can focus, focus on the listening and the listening is so time consuming. It, so that's, yeah, that's enough. I I'd say it's enough. Uh, check out my EP too, pounder monkey. You find a link to that in the description too. It's rad. And what else? I think that's, I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Uh, so if you, uh, I mean, you want to end it with a song? Ooh, I mean, these are beefy songs. We, you know what? I think we could just play like there are better songs, but I think this playing the opening track would would be it would get the idea across. That's for damn sure. And it is the most medium length of track. Yeah, it's only seven minutes, guys. Get with it. Fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I do think Fable may be the best song on the album, but this this is a better jumping off point. I don't disagree with any of that. So hell yeah, this is Carvers, Ferries, and Knaves. Uh, thank you so much for listening. See ya.